What's going on, folks? Welcome to today's show. So I just found out we're going to go over this report that a minister of communications in Israel wants to remove people from their homes, arrest them, throw them in jail and seize their property if they believe they're spreading information that could that could harm national morale and plays into enemy propaganda. It's pretty crazy stuff. And then we're going to listen to Charlie Kirk's edgy Israel take that that has him in a lot of hot water. Welcome to a live episode of Dreamware Podcast, folks. We're going to get right into it in a second. God bless you. It's the Dream Rare Podcast. Welcome to the show. The way to get the news at the desk or on the road. Let's go. God is great and success in our control. The world is crazy, but we get better from obstacles. What's going on, everybody? God bless you. I heard that there was a hospital attack in Gaza or in Palestine and hundreds of people are dead. There was a hospital explosion. One side saying it was Hamas. The other side is saying it was Israel. Some people are claiming it's Iran. I'm going to pretty much stay out of it because I have no idea and I'm going to let the information unfold. But I do want to show you this real quick before I show you Charlie Kirk's video, okay? Let's go over this because I saw this Israeli journalist on Twitter saying that her freedoms were being removed and she was a little bit alarmed. So we got to pray for our brothers and sisters in Israel uh, for multiple reasons. But here's one of them is it looks like they're about to lose their freedom of speech and possibly go to jail for disagreeing with their government. Let's look. Efrat Fenixen said, Israel just rolled out misinformation and disinformation policies justified by the war. Arresting civilians is one of their tools to silence us. So I looked up that Haaretz article because I was like, what's going on? So the Likud Minister of Communications uh, is doing some sort of emergency regulation. Communications Minister Kari, Shlomo Kari, I think his name is, or it's a, I think it's a he, anyway, is promoting regulations that would allow him to direct police to arrest civilians, remove them from their homes, or seize their property if he believes they have spread information that could harm national morale or served as basis for enemy propaganda. So now, if you disagree with the government of Israel in Israel, they can seize your property, throw you in jail, arrest you. Not in that order, obviously. This reminds me of Ukraine. Once the war broke out, all of a sudden Zelensky sees the media. Zelensky said, anybody that disagrees or anybody that questions me, we could seize their property very reminiscent of that sort of stuff. So without further ado, we're going to talk a little bit about that in a second, but I want to show you this video of Charlie Kirk. Even though he is a staunch supporter of Israel, he is a defender of Israel. Some would say he basically works for them. I'm not saying he officially does, but he sends people to Israel. He has a tight relationship with them. I mean, nobody has done more for Israel and the Republican Party. That Well, there's probably more people, but you get what I'm saying. Charlie Kirk, in no way, shape, or form is he... Uh, anti-Israel. He's like super pro-Israel, but this video has got him in a lot of hot water because he's asking questions that I'm guessing won't get him invited back anytime soon, but who knows? Let's watch the video. Uh, shout out to Patrick Bet David and PBD Podcast. He's constantly getting good moments and, and good videos, and it's worth a listen in full. Here it is. I've been in Israel many times. The whole country's a fortress. When I first heard this story, I still had the same gut instinct that I did initially, I find this very hard to believe. I've been to that Gaza border. You, you cannot go 10 feet without running into a 19-year-old with an AR-15 or an automatic machine gun that is an IDF soldier, right? The whole country is surveilled. And so, so let, me let me just kind of go through this. We don't talk about Israeli politics very often, and most Americans don't know this. The last nine months, Israel was on the brink of civil war, 
It's not an exaggeration. This judicial stuff, there were, there were hundreds of thousands of Israelis taking to the streets because Bibi Netanyahu was basically redefining the Israeli constitution. That's not an exaggeration, right? He said the judicial branch has too much power. There were protests planned this week against Netanyahu where they anticipated tens of thousands of people to take to the streets. That's all gone, Patrick. Netanyahu now has an emergency government and a mandate to lead. I'm not, I'm not willing to say to go so far that saying that Netanyahu knew or there was intelligence here. But I think some questions need to be asked. Was there a stand-down order? <sighs> was there a stand-down order? Six hours? I don't believe it. Israel's the size of, New, size of New Jersey. When I took a helicopter ride from Jerusalem to the Gaza border, it's 45 minutes. Wow. Six hours. They're live-streaming the killing of Jews. Was Did somebody in the government say stand-down? That is a legitimate, non- conspiracy question the whole country is the idf <laughs> the whole country is yeah and you're trying to tell me that they're going to concerts and kibbutzes and schools and well first of all of course i condemn this vehement anti-semitism from charlie kirk but also you know i don't know if charlie wants to go to israel anytime soon that could probably get him thrown in prison eventually if the minister of communications gets their way because the Minister of Communications of Israel is calling to direct police to arrest civilians, remove them from their homes, or seize their property if they have spread information that could harm national morale or serve as the basis for enemy propaganda. So I would guess that what Charlie Kirk just said, I didn't say Charlie Kirk said it, um, you know, that could harm national morale in Israel. So I don't know if I would be taking any more trips out there anytime soon, Charlie, after saying that. Um, anyway... Let me know what you guys think. I mean, I'll read a few comments. I'll, I'll say a few things, but I want to keep today's pre I'm, I'm kind of being sarcastic with my condemnation. I don't think it's anti-Semitic to say what Charlie said, but for years, uh, Charlie Kirk, TPUSA and others have been calling everyone else anti-Semitic, uh, you know, for questioning their narrative. So I'm, I'm being sarcastic, but in general, um, what do you guys think about the government of Israel basically stripping the citizens or trying to strip the citizens of their right to speak out. Imagine if a war breaks out in America and Joe Biden says, you're not allowed to question me or I could seize your property or you can go to prison. That basically happened in Ukraine and people are like, oh, it's to fight Putin. It's like, what don't you understand where it's like if you're in Ukraine and Zelensky's the president and he starts doing things that you don't agree with, say he's you know, doing a lot, whether it's domestically, foreign policy wise, war wise, economics, whatever. And you're like, you know what? I don't think Zelensky is really doing a good job. Well, now, technically, under the war powers, you could be considered like a criminal because you questioned national or you harmed national morale with your questions, et cetera. And then they shut down multiple media sources and said that they could seize property from people that they considered pro-Putin in Ukraine. It's the same thing that they're rolling out now in Israel. They're like, if you harm national morale and you serve as the basis of enemy propaganda, we can just seize your home. No big deal. You know, who's going to stand with the Israelis now when they can't even speak out against their own government without getting their home seized? Possibly. I'm not saying this is passed through, but they're trying to. It's the same nonsense when people are like, oh, look how much I love them. Then during the pandemic, when they were being one of the harshest countries on their own people when it came to vaccine mandates, all of a sudden, all those pro-Israel people in the Republican Party, all, all of a sudden they disappeared. They were nowhere to be found to stand up for Israelis. Like, I'm sure they won't be here. The weird thing is, like uh, Charlie Kirk said, 
I'm not an expert on Israeli politics as far as domestically who they like. I know they had another prime minister for a while and then they switched back to Netanyahu. Um, but in Israel, like Charlie was saying, the government, I think it's called the Likud government, they were trying to basically overturn or supersede the constitution with some sort of uh, power. And a lot of people didn't like it, right? So it was unpopular. In the Republican Party, I would say that uh, Netanyahu is probably more popular in the Republican Party than he is in Israel. And I'm not saying he's not popular in Israel. He is, he won the election. Clearly he is. But in the Republican Party, his approval rating is probably like 90 plus percent. Like they would never even think to protest him or anything. But in Israel, there was that conflict of a lot of people in that country perceived him as trying to take their power. And all I know now, I really don't want to harp on it too much. And I want to do some other stuff today. And uh, I just want to throw that out there. As somebody that does love Israelis and Israeli citizens, I find it shocking that they're using this war to try to justify seizing the property of people in Israel. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And this is where that's, that, that saying says it, what comes around goes around. If you can't defend liberty and free speech and you can't stand up when someone else is seizing someone else's home, they're eventually going to do it to you, just like America does stuff to our own people. And the government of Israel was doing vaccine vaccine mandates on their people. These things kind of just like come back around, you know, and it's like everybody wants to say, I stand with Israel, I stand with Israel, I stand with Israel. But then when millions of Israelis can't go anywhere because they don't want to get a Pfizer vaccine and the whole country turns into a Pfizer experiment, all of a sudden, all those people who do these donor speeches and say how much they love the country, they're nowhere to be found for the citizens because it's basically like they just use them as like, oh, we're going to do this and that. It's like, okay, well, people are being persecuted in Israel right now under vaccine mandates. Where where was Mike Pompeo? He loves Israel. Where was he? Where was uh, where was anybody, any of these people in the right wing when they needed help? And now it's the, it's the same thing. It's like, sure, I understand what they're going through, but you know, I don't want this to happen to my country. I'm grateful to live in America, but what if Joe Biden launched a war and said you weren't allowed to disagree with him or else you could be arrested. Isn't that a little weird? No? You guys think that's cool? You think that's fine? I, I don't think it's fine. Um, they're getting away with that sort of stuff in Ukraine and Israel now. And I just find it interesting. I'm not going to say too much. I mean, I don't want to scare people because I think that in general, you know, you shouldn't buy into the fear. But it's becoming very clear with America's involvement in Ukraine, the proxy war with Russia. Uh, the proxy war right now with Palestine, Israel, with uh, Iran, et cetera. Clearly, escalations are rising. Um, it's obvious. Like, escalate, it is escalating to some extent. And there's nothing I could really say to change that. Nothing I say here is going to really, like, shift the sands of war by any means. I don't have that much power. My opinion doesn't matter. And what the government of Biden and Netanyahu, et cetera, like, what they're going to do is what they're going to do. Um it's not really up to me. And, you know, all I could do is pray, pray for peace, pray for the liberty of Israelis to be able to speak what they feel like. What what does it mean to to to, you know, the the wording of this? You always got to look. What does it mean to harm national morale? This is what and I'm going to leave on this note. This is what really ticks me off about a lot of right wing Zionists. I don't care that they like Israel and support Israel. I think that's totally fine. But in general, what annoys me is the hypocrisy. Like they'll say these things like we care about Israeli citizens, but then they won't speak up when they're losing their liberty or can't go to a store without a vaccine passport. They say we care about Israeli citizens and we want them to think differently and we want them to not all be the same and don't don't group every Jew in the same box. And it's like, I agree. 
every Jew is different. They're not all the same. You shouldn't group them and hate them or anything like that. But the same people that say don't do that, they then throw them all in the same box and they're like, everyone has to agree with this war agenda or else you're not a real Israeli or, or else, you know, you could eventually, I guess, get your home taken. If you're an Israeli citizen, you say, hey, I love Israel. I love being a Jew, but, you know, I don't know if I agree with what Netanyahu is doing. Technically, under this policy, they could steal your house in Israel. So it's like, you know, how much do people really like the Israelis if they only like them as a prop? to show how great they are at a meeting or something like, look how much I like these people. I'm so much better than you because you're so hateful. But then when their liberty is being stripped away, whether it's under some Pfizer experiment or under some, you know, war national power, you're, you're not going to hear this story that I just told you. I mean, it's in Haaretz. This is one of the biggest publications in Israel, but you're not going to hear this story from like 90% of conservative journalists. Like they don't care about Israelis. They just pretend to. It's like, we love them so much. If do you, you know, and then they'll say, oh, it's justified because we don't want anybody pushing Hamas propaganda in Israel. It's like, what if Joe Biden started a war and called you Hamas or, or called you ISIS for disagreeing with him? It doesn't mean you hate your country and love the other side if you have certain questions about how it's going on or what's going on or your involvement in the war, et cetera. Like that's one of the greatest, I would say, tools of American liberty is you're allowed to disagree with Joe Biden. You're allowed to disagree with Donald Trump. You're allowed to question the war in Syria. You're allowed to question the war in Iraq. It might not be popular, but you're allowed to do it without getting your home stolen. And now the Israeli citizens, and trust me, there are, this is what annoys me so much is like there are millions of people, whether they're in Israel or all, or all over the world, that do have alternate opinions. Everybody's not Netanyahu. Everybody's not Ben Shapiro. Everybody's not Dan Bongino, even though he's not Jewish, but you get what I'm saying. He's like a blowhard. Everyone, not everyone does agree with what Netanyahu is doing. And a lot of people do, you know, he won the election. So clearly enough, people liked him at a certain point when it comes to like, you know, non-Israeli Jews, they don't all agree. And it's a beautiful thing. It's like, you can't group them all in a box and say, you all have to like Israel. Most of them or a lot of them do, but a lot of them actually don't. And a lot of them vote Democrats. So it's like, you know, everybody wants it both ways. They want all of them to agree but then they don't want them to agree. And they say that you can't group everybody in a box, but they group them all in a box. You get what I'm saying? The hypocrisy is just massive. And uh, you really hate to see it because in that country, you know, losing your liberty to speak out against the war in some way doesn't necessarily mean you're helping the enemy. But that seems to be part of their strategy is what we say is the truth. And anybody who disagrees is, you know, a threat to the narrative. Instead of saying, listen, you can say what you say, but we'll lead with the truth and the truth will win at the end. I mean, I don't I'm just going to end on this note because I could talk about this forever. Whether it's in Ukraine, whether it's in Israel, whether it's in Russia, whether it's in America, if you don't have the liberty to speak out against your government and you give up the power to speak out against your government during war times, there's going to be war times because any authoritarian would want to use that in order to gain that sort of power. Someone said not feeling you today. Okay, are, like, are, what part of this aren't you getting? Israeli citizens are about to lose their freedom to speak out about their government, and their government is justifying stealing their house and property if they speak out. Are you not feeling that? You don't want to hear that? What do you want to listen to Dan Bongino just scream and propaganda? Like, what do you want? You, is that is this story not? Then click the X button. It's a massive story, and imbeciles like you are going to lose that freedom in America in three years, and I'm not going to feel bad for you. You probably. Probably should lose that freedom. I'm not feeling this story. Okay, then click the X button, loser. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I am feeling the story because unlike a lot of these other idiots who are just like propaganda units, I actually care about citizens in Israel. And I think that they should have the right to not get arrested and thrown in jail and seize their house because they spoke out against the war agenda. If that's not like a big enough story, what do you want? Go follow Dave Rubin or Ben Shapiro or something because they're not going to talk about this because they don't care. But whatever. If you're not feeling it, like, okay. So when Joe Biden launches war and then passes an emergency order that you're not allowed to speak out against it or else you're going to go to jail. Will you care about it then or no? Is that not a big story to you? No. What do you want to hear about puppies or maybe, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bother you. Did I, did I just pop up on your computer? Did, did you click this button or did I put myself there? I can't, I can't remember. But anyway, it's a huge, huge story. And, uh, they're just going to keep going down the line and doing this in every country, I guess, because nobody seems to care. And, you know, Ukraine flag in the bio, Ukraine seizes property from people who disagree with the government, Israel flag in the bio, they'll do the same thing to their citizen. And to the narrative of people that are like, how could you agree with the BLM people? It's like, I'm not saying that the BLM people are right, because they rarely are. I'm just saying, you could say, well, how can you side with BLM? And they like Palestine. It's like, well, that's a false equivalency. But anyway, the NFL, the NBA, all the sports leagues that did the Black Square and the George Floyd and the BLM stuff, they're siding with Israel. So it's like you don't want to play this game of like, well, you're the NFL if you side with Israel or you're BLM if you side with Palestine. It's all this like divide and conquer, like false equivalency BS that everybody's doing. And it's like make your opinion based on facts and evidence and reality and, and, and stance, not don't play opposite day with groups and stuff, because there's two separate groups that you dislike, the corporate leftists like the NFL and the NBA. And then the progressive leftists that you also don't like, and they're on different sides of this equation. So you can't just say, well, you like them. And it's like, well, you're agreeing with all the sports leagues and that, but that doesn't necessarily make you wrong. I'm just saying like I, the, the, the game that people are playing is so elementary and so sophomoric that I understand why certain people don't want to hear it, but you know, I got other stuff to do and I don't want to stay all day. I want to keep this pretty short. Um, what do you think about the power play that they're using the war agenda to basically stop people from disagreeing with them and threatening them in Israel, their own citizens. And do you think that what Charlie Kirk said is edgy? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Do you think he's going to get invited back to Israel after saying that? I don't know. Uh, and then also I want to say, you know, when it comes to emergency power, whether it's COVID-19, whether it's war, um, people will use that power to achieve more and they'll, they'll take the emergency and see what they can do and stretch it. So have people realized that that's a trend that when a tragedy breaks out, they, they declare an emergency of some sort. And I know there is a real tragedy. I'm not saying there's not, I'm not saying it isn't escalation like it is, but would you want your president to use war as an excuse to take away your first amendment? I wouldn't. And if that's not an important story to you, God help you, because it's going to be, you know, as far as the path of where they're going. But, you know, have no fear and don't buy into I, I would say don't like ruin your day. I know it's hard to like wake up and you you turn on social media and it's just like so many pictures and crazy stuff going on. I think it's overwhelming for a lot of people. So have a good day. Enjoy yourself. But I just wanted to report this story since pretty much very few people are going to um, war policy being used to take away people's right to have an alternate opinion on war. Even if you support everything Israel's ever done, do you not see how this could become a problem, whether it's in Ukraine, Israel, or, or down the road? Because 
one person's opinion of what is enemy propaganda is another person's counter narrative. Like if you disagree with what America did in Syria, do you hate America? You know, like I liked Trump because he had a different foreign policy in Syria. So if Obama's president and bombing the crap out of Syria and ISIS is expanding, do I have to agree with Obama? And if Trump comes in and says, hey, that's bad, maybe we shouldn't do that. Am I like, are we allowed to vote for the guy that we think is going to bomb less? Or, or are we supposed to live in a country that says, here's what America's doing. Here's the war we're fighting. And if you disagree with the war we're, fight we're fighting, you're an enemy combatant and you are the terrorist and we're going to seize your property like that. Do, do people not get how that's a slippery slope? That's the whole reason in America why we vote. And a lot of people voted for Trump because they felt like his foreign policy was less warmongery in Syria. That was a huge component to why he even won the election in 2016. Um, you know, do, do people not see that? I think it's pretty clear. I think most people do. Um, it's a very slippery slope of what is the other side and what is an alternate opinion. Tulsi Gabbard's not an enemy combatant. She's a ex-military member who sees the Syria war differently. Do you want to label her an enemy combatant? And all I have to say is this too. Obviously, there are real terrorists. There are bad people. There are alternate countries who hate us. And there are groups in other countries that hate us. And I'm not saying they're not. But be very careful following these conservative pages that are just completely buying into all the war propaganda and telling you like, oh, let's cancel protests. Oh, let's deport any national who agrees this way. It's like everything that you do to other people is going to come back to you. So be very thoughtful about it. If someone's an illegal immigrant, they shouldn't be here anyway. You know, they should have been deported five years ago. But when that if they are a legal immigrant and they're a foreign national and they wave another flag like you want to deport them, it's just, you know, you guys don't see the slippery slope of where DeSantis and Trump are going with this stuff. I understand why people feel a certain way, but you got to be very thoughtful about what you do or else you're going to wake up and America is going to say the same thing that they're saying in other countries, which is if you disagree with whatever we're doing, you now lose the right to talk about it. And you like they'll they'll say you're an enemy combatant in America for disagreeing with stuff. Just the same way they said you couldn't question the election. I don't agree with a lot of what some people say about the election on both sides, but I don't think you should not have the right to say it. If you think the election was taken, you should be able to say it. And if it's true, you know, the truth should be able to shine and people should be able to show proof. And if a lot of people believe the lie, you know, you got to get better with how you attack the argument. I, I don't believe in censoring half the country because they think an election was taken or they, they think a war is wrong or they think a vaccine is bad, but that's the world that we're starting to live in. And they're going to use every tragedy and emergency to take that power. Appreciate you guys. God bless. Have a beautiful day. And I will be back very, very soon. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping this show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever.